KC Fowler, one half of the Fowler Legacy Podcast, host of the Melanin Warriors Podcast. Hey, welcome to 2022, baby. You know, Melanin Warriors Podcast is still here, still getting it. And we're going to go ahead and jump into the final part of the great Native American warrior, Sitting Bull. So after the ultimatum on January 1st, the Sioux Native Americans that refused to live on the reservations were considered hostiles. They began to gather at Sitting Bull's camp that they called the Unity Camps. Sitting Bull soon sent scouts to recruit warriors and told his hunk papa people to share supplies with all who joined him. To show his generosity, the Wooden Legs Northern Cheyenne tribes were given provisions due to them being impoverished by Captain Reynolds' attack and they fled to Sitting Bull's camp for safety. Sitting Bull's camp continued to grow, creating a huge village of about 10,000 Native American families and warriors. So Custer encountered the unity camp on June 25th, 1876. But instead of taking a direct military role, Sitting Bull instead acted as a spiritual leader. A week before the attack, he performed a sun dance where he fasted and sacrificed, sorry, over a hundred pieces of flesh from his arm. The battle, which I mentioned in the Crazy Horse episode, y'all should go check that out if y'all haven't checked that out, forced the 7th Cavalry to retreat. The Native Americans counterattacked and destroyed the entire cavalry and laying siege to the other two battalions led by Reno and Benton. The Native Americans, however, did not have time to enjoy this victory, y'all. After the shock of the defeat, thousands of troops were sent to the Sioux territory, leading to many of the Native American warriors surrendering. Sitting Bull, however, refused to surrender, so on May 1877, he led the rest of his warriors to the Northwest Territories of Canada. He remained there for four years, even refusing a pardon to come back to the U.S. Crossing the Canadian border, Sitting Bull was met by Mounties and were told that, you know, this is British ground, so you got to obey British law. But during that time, they met with James Morrow Walsh, who became an advocate for Sitting Bull, and they became real good friends for the rest of their lives while, you know, at least he was on Canada. Sitting Bull soon met with Crowfoot, leader of the Blackfeet tribe and longtime enemies of the Lakota and Cheyenne, but Sitting Bull was able to make peace with them. So Sitting Bull and his people stayed in Canada for about another four years, but the buffalo herds there, uh, the, the, the herds were smaller due to the landmass. So people began to starve. Sitting Bull being in Canada also led to tensions between Canada and the US forcing Sitting Bull to leave. So hunger and desperation started to set in and Sitting Bull was, had to finally surrender. He actually used his son as the proxy of the surrender. Sitting Bull upon surrendering to a major David H. Brotherton said, I wish to re be remembered as the last of my tribe to surrender his rightful. So even surrendering, he surrendered with pride, y'all. So let's fast forward a little bit. So in 1885, Sitting Bull was allowed to leave the reservation and join a show called Bill Cody's Buffalo Bills Wild West. He earned about $50 a week for riding once around the arena, becoming a real popular attraction. However, it was said that every time he did a show, he cursed his audience in his native tongue, still showing his defiance, y'all. After four months of this, Sitting Bull became a celebrity and he made a fortune off of autographs. And he actually gave those away to the homeless and the beggars and, and people like the Native American people that were pretty much struggling out there. So Sitting Bull went on to go to the Standing Rock Agency, but tensions between one of the agents and himself became an increasing problem at the division and sales of the Great Sioux Reservation. So as you can see, 
they put them all on a reservation, but they were still chopping up the land and selling it off and everything. Simbo wasn't going for it. So during this, during this time, harsh winters and droughts impacted the Sioux people until uh, Paiutes or Paiutes, I'm sorry guys, I don't know how to pronounce that one, Native American name, Wavaka started a religious movement known as the Ghost Dance Movement. It was called this because it called the Native Americans to dance and chant for the rising of the deceased and to return to Buffalo. Sitting Bull allowed these Native Americans to practice their religion on his land, but he did not participate. But of course he was viewed as a key instigator and panic began to spread on the white settlement. The Standing Rock agent feared that Sitting Bull would flee, so he ordered his arrest. So on December 15th, 39 police officers surrounded Sitting Bull's house. The, the head of the police, Lieutenant Henry Bullhead, which was a Native American, told Sitting Bull he was under arrest and told him to come out. They began to use force after Sitting Bull refused to mount his horse. That angered a certain Native American named Catch the Bear. So Catch the Bear then pulled his rifle, shooting Bullhead, who then reacted by shooting Sitting Bull in the chest with his revolver. Another, another Native American officer named Red Tomahawk shot Sitting Bull in the head, and it was there that Sitting Bull lost his life. Whew, man. A monument was placed at his burial site after his remains were reportedly taken to South Dakota. But in 1953, what was believed to be Sitting Bull's remains were exhumed by the Lakota family members and taken to his birthplace where a monument of him was built, man. Oof, what an amazing story for an amazing melanin warrior, y'all. He fought for what he believed in, putting his people before his pride, and throughout it all, he maintained his integrity, kept his chin up, doing what he had to do for his people. One of the many great Native American leaders to exist, and his memory shall forever, forever be a part of American history, y'all. So this is your boy, KC Fowler, one half of the Fowler X Podcast, host of the Melanin Warriors Podcast. Y'all be sure to like, subscribe, share, check out the audio of the Melanin Warriors Podcast on Anchor and all your other favorite podcasting sites. And remember, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything.